Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard for another edition of State Lines. I can't believe it. It is already the month of November. The 2021 NFL season is flying by, and we got you covered for the week that will be in the National Football League from the gambling perspective. Also, with a few of the local college football teams later on in the show, bet it or drink it, our fun prop bet segments, best bets of the week. Oh, there's another bad one as far as bad football goes for our toilet bowl contest of the week. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. But first, let's welcome in co-host Kevin Berger along with me, Jason Gotch. Kev, I can say from a Bears fan perspective, things really went from bad to worse last week. And also for me as a gambler, because I did take the Bears as one of my best bets of the week. What was I thinking? I felt good about two and a half quarters into that game. But not so good after Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners dominated the fourth quarter and the Niners win that one going away 33-22. Justin Fields played well. The offense wasn't bad. I don't know if it was great, but it wasn't uh, bad. The problem, though, this time around for the Bears, the defense. So the Bears under 500 for the season, losers of three in a row. Uh, Give us a summary of what you saw at Soldier Field on Sunday in that matchup. Well, Jason, one half of the team came out with something to prove and the other one didn't. Um, I'll, uh, I, I would just like to stop there, but obviously we're not going to do that. Um, what I saw Jason is I think Justin Fields took quite a big step forward. Um, he was running around making plays and making things happen. Was the offense great? No, I did see some signs like uh, Khalil Herbert, the rookie from Virginia tech really like what the bears have with him. He looks like he's a very patient runner, able to break tackles. He's got very good balance and good vision. So that's a, that's definitely a bright spot. Um, I think they even talked about it on the broadcast, Jason, is Allen Robinson needs to get the football. Either they need to give him the football or he needs to be traded because right now he's just occupying space on the offense, and that's not helping anybody. It's not helping him. It's not helping Justin Fields. It's not helping the rest of the offense. It's not helping anybody. Uh, defense, defense was bad. Uh, point blank period, the defense was bad. I don't care that Khalil Mack was out. Khalil Mack is one guy. Um, there's 11 guys on the football field. Eddie Jackson going out the second play of the game was definitely not great. But again, Eddie Jackson is one guy. Um, There's 11 guys on the football team, Jason. The bottom line is the defense uh, just straight up didn't show up and they didn't get it done. Yeah, certainly not the performance the Bears defense would have liked to have had, especially when the offense stepped up and finally scored more than 20 points in a game. And I think when you look at the Bears right now, three and five losers of three in a row, the game at Pittsburgh coming up here on Monday night. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, give you the line, get our thoughts on what's going to happen between the Bears and the Steelers at Heinz Field on Monday. But you look at the Bears, no Matt Nagy last week. He's going to be back this week. Uh, Again, I don't think Matt Nagy right now is the difference between the Bears winning or losing games. In fact, usually the offense is in better hands when Bill Lazor calls the plays. But with the three and five record, I don't believe this is going to be like last season where the Bears get hot late and find their way into the playoffs. I thought for the last few weeks I would have been fine with it. I thought it actually was appropriate, especially in the Tampa Bay game. Not last week because Fields played well. I would have been fine with them going back to Andy Dalton when Fields was struggling. But now your season is pretty much done. If you lose this game in Pittsburgh this week, you're three and six. You're not going to go to the playoffs. That means no matter what happens, Justin Fields, unless it's dangerous, unless it's a situation where your offensive line is so bad, you do not want to get him beat up so badly it destroys his confidence or maybe his physical health. You're going to keep Justin Fields on the field and let him play, play, and play some more because you're thinking about the future and not this season. Again, not good vibes from me, Jason Gosh, about what the Bears are going to do uh, the rest of the way here. But let's get to it for this game in Pittsburgh coming up uh, on Monday night. Heinz Field, two legendary franchises in the National Football League historically. Uh, Kevin, the Bears are a six-point underdog in this game, 7.15 p.m. kickoff Monday night in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers are minus 250 on the money line. The Bears are plus 200. The total here is 40. And that line has been dropping a little bit as it got down to 40 for the over-under. Let me know what you're thinking here as far as this contest from the Bears' perspective. You think they could cover it? Are the total looking good? Or maybe even something on the money line for you this week? 
Well, Jason, in terms of this one with the spread being up to six, um, I think the Bears could cover this one. I mean, these are two teams that are very, very underwhelming on both sides of the football. The Steelers have not been nearly as good as they have been in the past. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster has not had a fantastic season. Najee Harris has been a bright spot, but the problem is that their quarterback play, i.e. Ben Roethlisberger, has not been up to uh, snuff, kind of like how he's been in the last couple seasons. But the Steelers do have the advantage of being at home, Jason. You know how much, and we know how much you and I like to bet with the home team. So I would, t- I could take the Bears in this one to cover this one, um, but I don't see them doing any more than that. I just don't see them being able to go on the road and beat a experienced uh, Mike Tomlin coach team. Bears got to hope for a letdown in this one because they did the Steelers winning Cleveland, beating an arch rival last week, fifteen ten. And Pittsburgh right now is a play on team. I mean, they've won three in a row. Uh, the wins over Denver, Seattle, and then, of course, off the bye last week in Cleveland. So they're four and three on the year. They had that surprising win in Buffalo to start the year, lost three in a row, came back, and now they've won three in a row. But I think you're right, Kevin. Ben Roethlisberger, he's still good, but he's not the same player he was in the prime of his career. I mean, he's been sacked 14 times so far this season. His quarterback rating is under 90 for the year. Najee Harris can get it done on the ground, but he's only had one 100-plus yard game of the year. I'm with you. I'm going to go here with the Bears, too. I'm going to take them plus the six. I don't think they win. But I'm also taking a hard look at the under in this contest. I could easily see this one, you know, being a 24-13 type game. And especially with that Bears offense, I still don't think it's good. Fields played well last week, but he's still inconsistent. Uh, The Bears running game has been good at times, but overall – I could see this one going under the 40. So I'll take the Bears plus the six. I like the under of 40 a little bit more than that. Do I see the Bears winning this game? Stranger things have happened, but certainly not enough for me to put money on it from the money line perspective. I'm not putting the plus 200 down uh, to try and win the Bears as an outright victor in this contest. So we'll see what happens again. 7-15 kickoff in Pittsburgh on Monday night. Now let's look at another good game here, Kevin, that's on the card. Uh, teams in the NFC West. And again, that's a tough division this year. Seattle's been disappointing with the Russell Wilson injury. The Cardinals, the 49ers have been a bit of a disappointment too, but they got that win at the Bears and they're still, you know, in, in the possible wild card contention. I don't think they're going to catch the Rams for, or the Cardinals for the division championship when all is said and done. But we got a game going on at 325 Central Time out by the Bay in Santa Clara, California. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals, who lost last week to the Packers in that Thursday night thriller, uh, they are minus one in this game at San Francisco. The total's 45. Both teams are actually minus 110 to win. So uh, if you like Arizona, you know, you might want to go ahead or, you know, just looking at the money line, you don't lay that point because you never know what's going to happen. Although they get a little better value, the minus 105 versus the minus 110. But give us your thoughts here. Can Arizona bounce back, or did you see enough from San Francisco last week here in Chicago that you think Garoppolo and company might be able to make it two in a row after their long losing streak? Well, Jason, I think that the Cardinals are going to get back in the win column. Again, I mean, this team has been consistent for most of this season. Um, I do acknowledge the fact that with the line only being one point, um, it is going to be an extremely close game. I think it's going to be an extremely competitive game, too, which, I mean, if you're a football guy like me, is all you can really ask for. But I think that the Niners looked better. It's just I between having to choose between Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyler Murray, um, I think I'm going to take uh, Kyler Murray and his guys that he'll be throwing to. Um, so with that being said, I would go ahead and I would take the Cardinals minus one in this one. Again, I know there's no real great odds on either side because the game is so close. But from a gambler's and a football fan's perspective, this is going to be a very uh, big game to watch. And it's going to be a competitive football game and nothing else. I'm going to join you here, Kev. I like the Cardinals, too. I think they're the better team. They're only laying one point. Obviously, San Francisco getting some respect being at home and bouncing that losing streak last week. The 49ers are probably not as bad as their record would indicate after that long losing streak as they're still under 500 on the year. But I think Arizona's a play on team. Look, that loss to the Packers, I know it was at home. It's not embarrassing. They were right there at the end. Uh, If they don't make that mistake in the closing moments of that contest, they very easily could have won that game over Green Bay. Plus, they're they're coming off a a long layoff playing a week ago Thursday prior to this game. So they get the the 10-day break, so to speak. And I think they're going to win this game outright. So give me the Cardinals as well 
minus the one. Now, before we get to some more NFL games to discuss for the week that will be, let's take a look at our bet it or drink it segment. We love this one. It's prop bets. Do you want to go ahead and bet it and try to win some more money? Or do you want to take that money, put it in the beer fund so when you're with your friends at the bar, at the restaurant, you're not bumming money off them. You got to be able to not only bet the games, but have a little money to have fun with your friends as well. So here's one for you, Kevin. Bears quarterback Justin Fields and Pittsburgh running back Najee Harris. Will they combine for over 124 and a half rushing yards uh, in their game on Monday night? The yes here is plus 125. There isn't a no play. So it's either you got to bet it yes or you got to stay away. How are you playing this one? Yeah, Jason, I think I feel pretty good about taking the yes on this one. I mean, Justin Fields, he opened it up a little bit, was able to use the legs a little bit. Of course, that highlight touchdown is the one that everything uh, everyone is probably thinking about. But um, the Bears rushing defense last week, Jason, did not look very good. And uh, Najee Harris has been, I think he's been getting better and better as the season's gone on. So I think between the two of them to get over 125 rushing yards between the two of them over the course of a four quarter game, I definitely think that that can be in the cards. So, I mean, plus 125, those are pretty decent odds in my opinion. All right, Kevin, on that one, he's going to play it for plus 125. I will stay away. Could it happen? Absolutely. But I'm not so sure Justin Fields is going to rack up the rushing yards here against Pittsburgh. So I'm going to save that money. Put it in the beer fund and have some fun with a cold one or two at the bar as I watch the games. Let's go ahead and take a quick break here on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. And we come back, more NFL games to discuss, more bet it or drink it. We'll get to some college football later on. Also, toilet bowl game of the week and our best bets against the spread. I got to look to bounce back at a rough week last week. We'll tell you more about that right after this brief timeout. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We roll along here on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Let's take a look at some more games that will be in the week of the National Football League coming up here on Sunday. Got several kickoffs to get to, including this one. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the surprising teams in the National Football League this year. Mike McCarthy, I got to give him credit. I've been a critic of his coaching skills at times, but he's done a good job this season with Dallas. They had that nice win with their backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, in the Sunday nighter last week up in Minnesota as the Cowboys get it done with a backup on the road and not an easy place to play. Minnesota's uh, been a tough out this year. Their record does not show it, but they've lost a lot of close games. And I've always believed if you can get your backup quarterback to win half the games that he quarterbacks, you're in good shape. The Seahawks have not gotten that done with Geno Smith this year, but the Cowboys, when they had Cooper Rush play last week in place of Dak Prescott, were able to win on the road. That was an impressive victory. So the Cowboys continue the roll. And this week, Kevin, uh, they are minus nine, minus 410 on the money line against the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos here in a noon kickoff are coming back at plus 310 on the money line. The total is 49 and a half. Broncos made big news at the trade deadline, sending star linebacker Von Miller to the Los Angeles Rams as the Rams continue to acquire talent over the years at the trade deadline. They did that a few years ago with Jalen Ramsey from the Jaguars. Now they do it this time around at the trade deadline with Von Miller. Uh, in the offseason, they got Matthew Stafford in a deal. So unlike a lot of teams building through the draft, the Rams like to do a lot in the trade market. Uh, how do you see this one, though, playing out for the Cowboys and the Broncos? 
Well, Jason, for the Broncos, I think this is going to be a serious hindrance. I mean, for them in the immediate future, um, i.e. this season. Because, um, I mean, Dallas is at home. I, I believe all indications are going to be that Dak should be playing this week. Again, assuming that everything's uh, that everything, everything is checked out and he's ready to go. But, I mean, Denver, I think they'll do enough to hang in there. I think nine points is that that's going to be a tough ask with how depleted they are in terms of talent on defense now. Because, I mean, all they got is Bradley Chubb now on for a defensive pass rush. And, I mean, Dallas's offense has looked at times almost unstoppable this uh, this season, especially that front, the offensive line. So, I don't like I don't like the pick, but I am going to take Dallas minus nine in this one just because I think that I just don't see Denver being able to cover that, being able to cover. All right, Kevin is locked in with the Cowboys. Broncos, it's been a struggle offensively for them in this NFL season. Not a surprise. Teddy Bridgewater is more of a game manager at quarterback. Drew Locke has not really stepped up and shown he's an NFL quarterback at this point. And Dak Prescott with that calf injury, as Kevin said, expected to play this week. Still, all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take the Broncos here plus the nine. I don't think they win. I just like the underdog on the road to keep this game close. So I do expect the Broncos to cover. I don't love it. I think it's going to happen since I got to bet the game. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Broncos plus the nine. Here's another one for you, Kev. The Chiefs, and it's been ugly for Kansas City this year. They did beat the Giants on the, in the Monday night game uh, just a few days ago. Uh, they're minus eight against the Packers. The total is 49. Last check, the money lines were not up yet in that game. And I think I let's see if they have actually adjusted that here. They have. So the Chiefs are minus 350 now on the money line. The Packers are plus 270. And the total in this game actually has moved down to 48. Uh, Green Bay's had a great season after that terrible game in New Orleans to start the campaign. Uh, the Chiefs do not look like a Super Bowl contender this year. But when you got Patrick Mahomes, you never say never. Uh, give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, Jason, I. I really think this is going to be the Packers game. Um, and the reason being is just Kansas City has not looked right. They haven't been able to get their, their, the run game going. Um, their receivers have not been as crisp as they, sh- as they have been in years past. Their offensive line has not helped Patrick Mahomes practically at all. And their defense has not been very good. On the other hand, you have Aaron Rodgers, who as Bears fans, we know. Aaron Rodgers has been the exact same for almost the last 15 years. He's been solid, he's been great, and he's been consistently great. Um, with that being said, I am kind of surprised that the money line, that the Packers are giving plus 270 on the money line. I do understand they're going to Arrowhead, and it's an extremely tough place to play. But honestly, Jason, I would go ahead and I would take the Packers in this one because of how well they've been playing. They're starting to get healthier. And, I mean, the money line plus 270 for me on Aaron Rodgers, especially we know how much Aaron Rodgers likes to break the hearts of football fans across the country in the fourth quarter. So I would lean towards the Packers in this one. Yeah, the Packers, of course, they've had some COVID issues. Hard to believe they're getting this many points on the road, but that is indeed the case this week in Kansas City as the Chiefs are minus seven. The Packers, of course, as I said, battling those injury issues and the COVID issues. Of course, with Aaron Rodgers, you just never can really count Green Bay out. Still, in this one, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I actually think they're going to cover this number. I think they're going to be jacked up for this game. It is at Arrowhead Stadium. I think some of those Packers uh, injury issues and COVID issues may come back to bite them here with some depth issues. So give me Mahomes and the Chiefs again, a game that they really need to have after they've had some rough outings here and just squeaking my teams like the Giants last week. So give me the Chiefs here. I will lay the points minus seven against the Packers at Arrowhead. And that's a 325 marquee game slot kickoff central time. A 3.05 p.m. kickoff this week central. The Chargers going across the country to play at the Eagles uh, here, Kevin. The Chargers are minus two in this game. And you look at the total, it's 50 L.A. is minus 135 on the money line, while the Eagles come back at plus 115. Jalen Hurts, will he pull a mild upset here? Will this be Justin Herbert's day? Oh, boy. Jason, to to me, this is pretty easy. Um, I I know the Eagles have been playing better, but uh, 
I'm taking Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I'm actually surprised that the line is that the spread is only at two points. I'm actually genuinely shocked that it's that low. Um, so let me take the Chargers uh, minus two on the road. All right, Kevin locked in with the Chargers. I'm going to go the other way here. I think this is one of those contests that looks like a trap game for me, where it, should, it certainly on paper looks like the Chargers should be favored by more. But going across country, uh, Philly's always a tough place to play. Uh, the Eagles have racked up that they had that big win over the Lions last time out. Now, beating the Lions is not going to get you much, but I do think being at home might give an advantage here to Philadelphia. And it's hard to believe when you look at the Eagles so far this season, as I scan their schedule, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have yet to win a game at home. They won, of course, at the Carolina Panthers earlier in the season. And, of course, they have that win at the Lions, but not. And they also won at the Falcons, too. So um, it's not been good for Philly at home and not been pretty. They're winless, but I think they come out and win this contest. So give me the Eagles uh, plus the two. A good matchup here for the Falcons, possibly to maybe catch the Saints sleeping without Jameis Winston. However, Trevor Simeon stepped up and looked real good. And a guy who hadn't played in the league in a while in that stunning Saints home win last week over the Buccaneers, Kevin. And this time around, the Saints are at home once again against the lowly Falcons. And the spread in this contest, the Falcons are plus five and a half. The total's 42. New Orleans minus 235 on the money line. Atlanta plus 190. Bird soar. Saints go marching in. Well, Jason, I I think some people might be shocked, but I am partial to take the Saints in this one. I've said this before, and I will say it until the end of time. The New Orleans Saints play differently at the Superdome. And it's not just, oh, home field advantage. No, there is something actually different about the Saints when they play at home as opposed to playing anywhere else in the league. Um, and as you said, Trevor Simeon looked good. He's going to have a full week to prepare. And on top of that, Jason, the, the Falcons have not been all that great. Obviously, we know they don't have Julio. Um, but the biggest thing is Matt Ryan has just not looked all that impressive. Their defense is meh. So I will take Sean, I'll take a Sean Payton coach team at the soup at the Superdome. Um, I think the Falcons can do enough to cover this one, but I think I would take the Saints uh, to win this football game. So I'll take them uh, minus five and a half. All right, Kevin on the Saints. I'm on the Falcons letdown spot here for the Saints. We'll see if Simeon can back up that performance he had last week. But I think Atlanta keeps it close. Not necessarily seeing a win here, but probably a field goal game from my perspective. So give me the Falcons plus the five and a half. Better to drink it, Kev, here on State Lines. How about this one? Bears at the Steelers. Longest field goal made. Over under 45 and a half yards. Will it be over under 45 and a half yards, Kevin? Or are you going to stay away from this one? Mm, that's, a, that's a good one. You know what, Jason? I'm going to go ahead. I will take the over in this one. The reason being is these these two kickers for these two teams play on the worst surfaces in the league. Heinz Field and Soldier Field are pretty sure are renowned by now as the two worst playing surfaces in the entire NFL. The hardest to kick on Chicago because of the swirling winds and Pittsburgh again. I mean, they get some decent wind action there, but I know it's mostly because of the bad playing surface. Um, I will go ahead and I will say over because I think if there's any kickers that aren't going to be affected by the by the lack of great uh, kicking conditions, it'd be kickers for these two teams. All right. It is tough to kick at Heinz Field. Nighttime game, swirling winds there by the three rivers. So I'm going to go under. I'm going to say this one is an under 45 and a half yards for that longest field goal for either team. And one more here, Kev, before we get to some more football action. Bears-Steelers, first score over or under or over or on seven minutes into the game, or will it be under seven minutes into the contest? Hmm. You know what, Jason? I think I'm going to go ahead and drink this one because I, I have no idea. The, I mean, it could the, the Steelers could score in two plays. The Bears could take twenty minutes to to put up the first the first uh, <laughs> the first touchdown. I have no idea, so I'm going to keep this in the beer fund. I need to have a little bit of it with me going on vacation soon, so I'll take it. So I'll go ahead and I'll drink this one. All right, I'm going to say they score uh, under seven minutes of the game. I think the Bears will win the toss. The Steelers will get the ball and they'll come down and get a, a, at least a field goal. So lots got to happen there for me to win that bet, but I'm going to say it happens. So under seven minutes. When we come back, we'll talk some college football, more NFL. 
Bet it or drink it. Toilet bowl game of the week. Also, of course, our best bets against the spread for the NFL. All that more right after this. We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We are back on state lines as we roll along in that first weekend of November. The leaves are coming down. There's a chill in the air at night, and football is taking center stage. Of course, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Chop on. They won the World Series earlier this week. So baseball is done. NBA and hockey heating up. But really, it's football's time to shine now that we're in November, really taking center stage in both the college level and, of course, the National Football League. But let's get started here for this segment, Kevin Berger, along with me, Jason Gotch. Let's talk a little college football at some of the local teams. Illinois had a disappointing loss. Rutgers rallying late in that game to beat the Illini, so Illinois couldn't string two in a row after winning at Penn State uh, a couple of weeks ago. They were not able to back that up last week against Rutgers at home. Illinois, a tough test this week. They are at Minnesota. The Gophers surprisingly lead the Big Ten West right now after beating Northwestern last week in Evanston. Illinois is plus 14 and a half at Minnesota this week. This is an 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday. Uh, plus 590 on the money line for the Illini. Minnesota comes back at minus 950. Total in this game is 44 and a half. Uh, thoughts here, Kevin? Gopher is going to dig their way to a win, or can Brett Bielma's squad surprise again on the road? Oh, boy. Um, Jason, I... I think it kind of it's kind of similar to what we've talked about most of the season, Jason. Kind of depends on who's playing quarterback for Illinois, to be totally honest with you. But I mean, Illinois, yeah, that win against Pitt against Penn State was huge. So uh, the 14 and a half spread, I think that's a little high. I think the Illini can do enough to cover this one, not necessarily win. So I would take a look at that spread with the 14 and a half, and also maybe take the under in this one as well. 40. Almost 45 points is kind of a bit for these two teams. I think it's going to be a kind of old-fashioned, old-school Big Ten football game with the weather really starting to dip a little bit on the colder side. So I'm, I'd look at the under, and I would take a, a look at um, Illinois covering this one. Yeah, I'm going to join you here, Kev. I'm taking the Illini plus the two touchdowns and the hook in this contest. Minnesota is a huge game on deck the following week at Iowa. And if they win that one... Uh, look out for the Gophers because that would put them uh, six and one if they can win this one against Illinois. And really with the inside track again, if they can beat Wisconsin later in the year of going to the Big Ten championship game for the first time. So I think this is your classic look ahead game. Again, Minnesota probably wins over your right an Illinois team that is anemic on offense. I, I would think Brandon Peters plays a quarterback with Art Sitkowski. Uh, sideline for the rest of the season. But Illinois has got other options at quarterback, too, because Peters has not been great this season, though he did okay against Rutgers last week. But I'm going to join you. Give me the Illini plus the 14 and a half. A team that I know you love, Kevin, Notre Dame. The Irish still in the running for a national championship college football uh, title. As you know, they can still get their way if things fall right into the 14 playoff. They'll need some help, though. First things first, they got to beat Navy this week. Uh, this game in South Bend, Notre Dame is a 21-point favorite. 15, minus 1,500 on the money line. Uh, Navy comes back plus 850 on the money line. Total here of 47 and a half. Uh, Saturday, 2.30 p.m. kickoff central time. 
Uh, Navy, as we talked about during the break off air, they always seem to play the Irish tough, but this is one Notre Dame really should get. Yeah, and you're right, Jason. Notre Dame should get this one. Uh, I hate the fact that that va- that DraftKings is giving them three scores because uh, I, as I told you, I've been a Notre Dame fan for most of my life. Th- these games are always close. I can only probably count on one hand three times when the game was an absolute blowout one way or the other. Um, so, I mean, I would pick Navy to cover this one to keep this game a lot closer. I think a lot of people are expecting. I know you said that Notre Dame in theory is still in the running for college football playoff, even if they do get in, which I don't think they will. Cause to be honest, as a note in, this is me as a Notre Dame fan, they are not nearly as good as they have been the last couple seasons. Point is this game's going to be close. I would take Navy um, plus the 21 because I definitely think that they can keep this game uh, on the close side. All right. Kevin is on Navy plus the 21. I'm going to go ahead and join him here as well. I'm going to take Navy plus 21. Uh, Notre Dame, they had that loss to Cincinnati earlier in the season. I don't believe in the transitive property in the in, in any sport at all. The idea that, well, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame by 13, and, and Navy played uh, Cincinnati actually closer this year. Cincinnati needed a, they only won't beat them by seven Cincinnati beating Navy a couple of weeks. I don't believe in that at all, but I do think that Navy is a little better than the, the odds makers are giving credit for here. So again, and, and if you look at Navy football, really the, the biggest game of the year, the only game that matters to them is army Navy. But after that, then it goes to the air force game and they lost the air force this year. Then Notre Dame, those are the three biggest games on their schedule, probably in that order. So give me Navy to cover the 21 and Northwestern, ugly loss last week for Northwestern at home. Again, the offense and the quarterback play struggling against Minnesota and Evanston. This week, Northwestern is at Iowa. Wildcats plus 11.5, plus 440 on the money line. Iowa minus 650. The total here, Kevin, is 40.5. Six o'clock kickoff at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. Can the Cats somehow find some offense, or will this be the day for Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes? Well, Jason, I would pick Northwestern to keep this game close. That's why I want to take them on the 11 and a half. I have been a proponent of what I am about to say since the season started. Iowa is not nearly as good as everybody thought they were and as everybody thinks they are. And the game that proved it was them going against Purdue. And last week, they didn't look all that great either. Everyone that in, early on in the season, Iowa was not worth being the number two ranked team in the country. I'm sorry. They're, they they were not that great. So I think Northwestern can keep this game close for whatever reason. Northwestern always, and Iowa games always seem to be competitive. Um, despite the fact that whenever Northwestern plays at Wrigley field, they never seem to play well, but that's besides the point. I'll take Northwestern plus the 11 and a half in this one. All right. I am going to go ahead and take a Northwestern as well. Another look ahead spot here, Iowa with that game against Minnesota next week. And, yeah, Iowa's had really a, a rough patch here since they beat Penn State a few weeks ago. So, but I think Northwestern can keep this one close. Again, not win the game, not taking them on the money line. Going to go ahead and take them plus the 11 and a half. Let's go ahead now and take a look at some more of the NFL games coming up on Sunday, including the Sunday night game. We'll get to that in a minute because I know that one's special for you this week, Kevin. Extra special. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But first, let's talk about the Raiders. At the Giants, noon kickoff central time. Uh, Raiders in this game going on the road, traveling to the eastern time zone. That's been historically an issue for these teams that play out west. The times adjustment in those contests. The Raiders, minus three here, 46 and a half the total. Minus 150 on the money line for the Raiders, Kevin. Giants come back plus 130. Um, Actually, Jason, you know what? I'm actually kind of looking at the Raiders minus three in this one. They have played, I know the whole incident with John Gruden. It's a couple weeks old now. But they have been playing a little bit better every week since since uh, everything finally happened and all that sort of thing. He's out of the building now. And I think the Raiders, they've, they've looked a little bit better. And, I mean, let's be honest here. The Giants, they're, uh, they're not good at all in any capacity pretty much. So, you know what? Let me take the Raiders minus three in this one, Jason. Plus 100 on the return for minus three on the spread. That looks pretty decent to me. All right, I am going to go on the other side here. I'm going to go ahead and take the Giants at home and say that the Giants rise up here against the Raiders team, of course. Uh, One of their players cut this week, was involved in a deadly DUI accident, and 
the distractions going on with the Oakland Raiders with um, that unfortunate incident and also you know Gruden being gone I know that's a few weeks old now but still I think the Giants are going to rise up here they didn't play bad in Arrowhead last week they nearly pulled a stunner on an underachieving Chiefs team this season but go ahead and give me the Giants plus the three here's a game Kev you're going to be look we're going to have a representation here on state lines at the Sunday night game this week that doesn't happen every week especially when the game's in Los Angeles uh 7 20 p.m central time kickoff uh the Rams are minus seven and a half minus 350 here uh the Titans are going to come back in this contest at plus 270 the total is 54 and Kevin Berger my esteemed co-host is going to be at this game as a fan at SoFi Stadium so Kev I know you're jacked up for this one uh how do you think it's going to play out I don't know if you're going to bet the game because you're going to be there but how do you expect this one to go yeah Jason I you're exactly right I am absolutely stoked to be um in California for the next week but um of course Derrick Henry has to go get himself hurt the week before I'm planning on going to see him after he's been running roughshod over the NFL for basically the last two years. Um, I, I actually am kind of thinking about putting a couple bucks down on this one, Jason, since I will be at SoFi, but this game, I think for me, I think this is going to be the Rams. I mean, the energy is going to be electric. It's going to be at home. It is a big time football game, but the big thing is that, the the Titans just lost their best weapon and they're running back Derrick Henry. And I know the big hype was earlier in the week that they signed Adrian Peterson to the practice squad. I think they're going to try to see if they can catch lightning in a bottle, maybe see him turn back, uh, turn back time for a couple of weeks while Derrick Henry gets himself healthy. But I am partial to take the Rams in this one, minus seven and a half, minus the 110. I know it's not great odds, um, also, I would possibly take a look at the under on this one, Jason, just because I don't see the, any way the Titans are going to be able to go up against that stack of a Rams defense, especially when the crowd's going to be on their side. Yeah, I like the Rams here. Uh, the Derrick Henry injury is an unfortunate one. It's a very big loss for that offense. And Adrian Peterson, surprisingly, uh, when, when we've seen him in the NFL with a variety of teams here in recent years, even though he's up there in age, he has been able to turn at times some good performances out for whatever team signs him. But He's not Derrick Henry, nothing close to that. So uh, give me the Rams at home. They've been very good all around this season. I think they cover this one, uh, the seven and a half point spread. Let's talk next about the Patriots. Minus three and a half, minus 180 at the Panthers, plus 155. I'm a little surprised about the Panthers. I thought getting off to that good start with that defense, uh, this would be a good season for the Panthers. They're, they're, they're four and four right now. Uh, the total in this game is 41. Minus 180 on the money line again for the Patriots, plus 155 for the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold not looking like the long-term answer for this Panthers squad, probably in the market for a quarterback in the offseason. But that's regardless the point right now. It doesn't really matter. Can they take out the Patriots at home? Oh, boy. Um, Jason, I think that is going to be a tough ask. Um, I do like the odds that the Panthers are given back plus 155, especially at especially at home. That's actually pretty good odds, to be honest. But um, I think the Patriots are going to go back, are going to be doing Patriot things. Mac Jones, I think you and I have talked about a couple of times the last couple of weeks. Mac Jones has looked better and better um, with almost every single game. You've noticed improvements out of him. So I think that is going to be a tough ask for, for Sam Darnold to do. Um, I think the Panthers could cover this game, but I would I would take the Patriots in order to win this. So you know what? I will take the Patriots minus three and a half. All right, Kevin's on the Patriots. I'm going to go ahead and take the Panthers. Say they pull off at least the cover at home plus the three and a half. Bills minus 14, Kevin, minus 1,000 on the money line against the Urban Meyer-led Jaguars. What a disaster that's been so far this season. Plus 650 for the Jags coming back on uh, that money line. And the total in this one's 49. Another ugly season for Jacksonville football. While the Buffalo Bills probably have their best team since they made it to the Super Bowl all those years in the early uh, 1990s. And Buffalo right now a favorite to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. But can the Jags trip them up in Jacksonville? Oh, no. Uh, Jason, Bills, the Bills are going to win this one. I know the odds are all terrible. Um, to be honest, I don't like picking them minus, well, minus 110 for minus 14 actually isn't all that bad. So I guess I could take, I guess I could be talked into doing that. And also, I mean, if you had a few bucks that you didn't mind losing, why not throw it on the Jags who plus 650 on the money line is decent odds in case some 
unforeseen circumstances happen, that's decent odds there. But if it was me, I would just throw uh, some throw a few dollars on the Bills minus fourteen, minus one ten. Yeah, I don't like this game either. That's a terrible spread for a road team to cover fourteen. But the Jags are awful. The Bills are very good. So I'm not betting Jacksonville here. And we're picking the game on the show. Not comfortable. Don't love this pick at all. But you give me money and I got to bet the game. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills minus the 14 points. Let's go ahead and take a look now at a few of the toilet bowl. Or actually, we'll, stick, we'll keep the toilet bowl for next segment. Let's go to some better drinkets to round out this segment. Here we go, Kev. Uh, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, Oakland quarterback Derek Carr combined for over 549 and a half passing yards. Yes is plus 100. No is not available. So you're going to bet this one yes or stay away? Oh, I'm going to drink this one, Jason, because I don't see Daniel Jones being able to contribute that much to uh, to get almost 550 yards in total passing between the two of them. I'll take a shot. I'll say that, that, that somehow these two guys combine, go for the 550, give me the yes, plus 100. Lamar Jackson of Baltimore, Minnesota's Dalvin Cook, combined for over 154 and a half rushing yards. Yes is minus 110. No is not available. Oh, geez. Oh, God. Talk about putting me on the spot. But uh, <laughs> We don't make it easy on State Lamar line. Jackson and Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what, Jason? Ah. I don't like, see, I would say yes, but I don't like the odds with minus 110 on it. So I'm going to drink it just because it's not really that big of a payoff for you if uh, if it hits. All right, perfect. Yes is minus 110, and he is going to go with that one. Kevin Berger is. Uh, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, Phillies, Jalen Hurts combined for over 499 and a half passing yards and over four and a half passing touchdowns. Going to get a good payout if you want this one, Kev, plus 300 on the yes. Now, this one, Jason, I will say yes. Justin Herbert, I think, can easily throw three or four touchdowns by himself. Jalen Hurts, I like Jalen Hurts. I always have. So let me take the yes on the plus 300 while I'm at it. All right, I am going to go ahead and drink that one, put some money in the beer fund. We come back on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. We'll do the Toilet Bowl Game of the Week, preview some more NFL games, three best bets of the week, all that right after this. You are listening to State Lines. We'll be right back. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. You are listening to State Lines. We return to Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back here on State Lines. Kevin Berger alongside me, Jason Gotch. Toilet Bowl Game of the Week. Oh, Kev, this is a one of those games you look at it. This might be like a – this might be you just call the plumber because you know what? It's just so bad it clogs the darn toilet up. We have the Texans at the Miami Dolphins. Both oh. teams are 1-7. and seven. Both teams have lost seven in a row. Hard to believe they each won their season openers, and then they proceeded to lose every game since. I mean, you look at every number on both these teams, and it's just absolutely terrible. But somehow the Dolphins are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite this week, minus 290 on the money line. The Texans come back plus 230. Again, the total is 46-and-a-half. Noon kickoff down in Miami, a central time. I guess if you have absolutely nothing to do with your life, you really have nothing to do. Other than watch football, maybe you'd attend this game. Other than that, I cannot see why anybody would pay good money for this. But from a gambler's perspective, if you find value, there's always value in betting a game, even if it's ugly. How would you take this one, Kevin Berger? Well, Jason, for me, I'm looking at this for one of two things. I'm either looking at the total, which 46 and a half, I think, between these two teams is a little bit on the high side. 
So I would definitely look at the under on the total, which again is give is minus one ten. Also, any given Sunday, Jason, I know how tired of of a cliche that is, but Houston is given back plus two thirty on the money line if they can find a way to pull out and win this football game. The Dolphins are not good. I don't think. Uh, I think Tua's time in Miami is just about up. I I anticipate them trying to move on from him uh, sooner rather than later. Probably as soon as this offseason, to be honest. Um, so I honestly would go ahead and I might take the Texans in this one plus two thirty because again, if you, if you have a few dollars that you don't mind uh, possibly getting rid of, but you can get plus two thirty on the return if the Texans actually pull this out. That's you. You'll look like the genius amongst your friends. That's a good point. I mean, why not? Yeah, you're betting one of the worst games you're going to see on the card. You're making money. Always a good thing. I'm going to go ahead here. I'm going to lay the six and a half with the Dolphins because I just think the Texans are so terrible. The Dolphins are bad. The records are the same, but the Dolphins are at home. So I'm going to lay the six and a half. Again, one that I don't love, but we're picking it here on the show. So go ahead and give me the Dolphins. Uh, minus the six and a half down in South Florida on Saturday over the Texans. And what might be the ugliest toilet bowl game of the year? At least the ugliest we've had to date. Here's a few more games to look at before we get to our three best bets of the week, Kev. Bengals minus two and a half, minus 140 in the battle for Ohio. The Browns return plus 120. This game is at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. Total in this contest is 46 and a half noon kickoff central time. Bengals a surprise this season in a good way, but they had an ugly loss of the Jets last week. Joe Burrow to threw an interception late. Jets punched in for a touchdown to win that game in the closing few minutes. So can the Bengals bounce back or will this be the Browns day? Yeah, Jason, see, these two teams are kind of going in opposite directions. The Browns start out great and now they're trending downwards. The Bengals started out awful and now they're trending upwards. So th- this is a very, very interesting because I find it interesting that it's only plus, that the Browns are plus two and a half, but they are getting plus 120 on the return, which is decent odds just from a pure gambling perspective and the numbers perspective, it looks nice. But again, Jason, the Bengals have been playing so well the last uh, about four or five weeks or so. So I'm actually really partial to taking uh, Cincinnati in this one minus two and a half just because I think Joe Burrow Jamar Chase Joe Mixon and the boys they're really starting to turn it on here and I mean right now Jason that they're, they're almost they're right there with Baltimore if a couple more things go their way they could be in the serious conversation and be definitely in a wild card spot by the end of the season yeah that's definitely the case and the Browns got some turmoil going on right now uh, Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. are not on the same page. There's some talk that Beckham Jr. may not even be with the team going forward. A lot of issues uh, with the Cleveland offense. They lost that game last week to Pittsburgh with Mayfield back in the lineup. He did throw for 225 yards in that game, but no touchdowns. Uh, not particularly effective in that contest at home. I like the Bengals here. Look, uh, that was a letdown spot for the Bengals last week after that huge win in Baltimore. They rolled the Ravens two weeks ago. Letdown spot against the Jets, bad loss, but I think they bounce back here. Give me the Bengals minus the two and a half. Speaking of the Ravens, Kevin, they are taking on the the, uh, the Ravens this week, have a home game, and that will be a contest for the Baltimore Ravens as they will take on the Minnesota Vikings at home. The Ravens are minus six. Uh, the total is 50. Ravens minus 250 on the money line. Minnesota is uh, plus 200. Uh, The Vikings record is ugly, but their losses have been very close. Uh, You look at the entire season here, you know, they they lost a game to the Cowboys last week by four points. They lost at home earlier in the year to the Browns by seven. Uh, They lost to the Cardinals by one in Arizona, by three to Cincinnati in overtime in Cincinnati. So the Vikings have been in every game. They just haven't won a lot of them. How do you think this one plays out? Yeah, Jason, I think this has the hint of a trap game for Baltimore because I think most people would recognize that Baltimore is the better football. I think Baltimore is the better football team. Um, I think a lot of people around the league uh, think that as well. I think they have the better, they have a much better quarterback in terms of an overall playmaker than the Vikings do. Again, I know Kirk Cousins is an NFL quarterback, but again, he's not Lamar Jackson. Um, this is kind of the Ravens are entering a stretch, Jason, where this their next three games, including this one, are kind of against quote unquote lesser competition, 
with the with the Vikings, the Dolphins, and the Bears. So this might be a time when Minnesota can catch them kind of falling asleep a little bit and not taking them as seriously as they should. So, Jason, I'm looking at the odds for the money line there. The Vikings are plus 200 on the money line, and if they can pull that out, that actually looks pretty good to me if they can sneak in, uh, sneak out of Baltimore with a win. All right, Kevin is going on the Vikings here. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I just don't think that Vikings offense is going to be able to compete with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson at home, so give me the Ravens minus the six. Before we clear out of here and Kevin gets ready to go see the Rams and the Titans at SoFi Stadium in person in Los Angeles this coming Sunday, uh, let's do our three best bets of the week. I got to bounce back. It was an ugly week last week for me. Uh, I had went 0-3, taking teams like the Bears and the Chiefs really let me down last week as well as one of my best bets. But looking to get back in the win column, 18-12 and 12 now with the best bets for Jason Gotch. Still 60% winners, so let's get back on a winning track this week. But first, Kev, want to turn the floor over to you for your first best bet of the week. Yeah, Jason. So my first bet, best bet is actually one that we just talked about. I am looking at um, the Bengals-Browns game, and I do think that this is going to be another Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase, uh, yeah, Jamar Chase showcase. So I'm taking a look at the Bengals, uh, minus 110 and uh, minus 2.5 on the spread at home. All right, Kevin is on the Cincinnati Bengals. Who day, who day, who day thinking to beat them Bengals? Nobody, at least not this week from Kevin's perspective. I'm going to go ahead and go on the Atlanta Falcons plus the five and a half. I think the letdown will be real for the Saints after winning at home against Tampa Bay last week. Trevor Simeon, now the quarterback. Proud Northwestern graduate I am, as is Trevor Simeon. But I think this will be the Falcons' day to at least cover the spread, if not win outright. So give me Atlanta plus five and a half in New Orleans on Sunday. Best bet number two for you, Kevin. Yeah, Jason, second bet for me is going to be in the Broncos-Dallas Cowboys game. I do think that despite what I said, I think the Broncos can do enough to cover this game. Not win, but cover. So I'm so I'm looking at the points for the Broncos, plus nine, uh, minus 110. All right, Kevin with his second best bet locked in. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs, minus the seven against the Packers. I think they're going to catch the Packers in a bad spot on Sunday. Green Bay dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, Chiefs need a statement win. They're, even their wins this season have been a, a little bit shaky, and I think they're going to get one here. So give me the Chiefs minus the seven against the Packers. Final best bet of the week for you, Kev. And my final best bet is going to be, Jason, it's going to be a little bit of an outlier, I suppose. Um, I'm going to look at the Raiders-Giants. And again, going back to what I said earlier, I think the Raiders, they've been playing a little bit better every week. So let me take the Raiders minus three plus 100 on the spread. So let me take the Raiders plus the 100. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go the opposite way here, Kev. I'm going to take the Giants uh, plus the three at home minus the 120. I think Big Blue is going to do enough against Oakland to at least cover that number, if not win outright. So, yeah, I know it's hard to trust Daniel Jones and Joe Judge, their head coach, but I'm going to do it at least for this week. I'm going to take the Giants plus the three. That'll do it for another edition of State Lines. I hope you enjoyed the program. Enjoy the winners, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. For Kevin Berger, I am Jason Gotch. Have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.